Now we're turning for our Bible reading tonight to the New Testament and to the Gospel of Luke, to Luke's <coughs> Gospel, to the chapter 19. To Luke, the chapter 19. And we'll commence to read at verse 1. So turning to Luke, the chapter 19, and the first one. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. We'll end reading there at the end of the first ten. We look to the Lord again for help as we come now to meditate on his word. Our God and our Father, again we look to thee. And we come, O God, in prayer to the throne of grace. Thou hast bid us to come to the throne of grace in a time of need to find grace there, Lord. And we do come, and this is a time of need now. And, O Lord, we pray that Thou would be pleased to meet that need, that Thou, O God, would come and close us in with Thyself, that Thou would take from us every distracting thought. Pray, O God, that our minds will be upon Thee and what Thou hast to say to us. Pray that Thou would help again in the preaching of the Word. And, O Lord, again I pray that Thou who knowest the need of the preacher, that thou would meet that need. Meet it for thine own glory's sake, we pray thee. I pray, Lord, that thou would give to me that fresh anointing, that I might know that liberty that is found in the Holy Ghost tonight. Pray that thou would give to me clarity of mind and take from me every distraction. And again, I pray, Lord, that thou would give to me plainness of speaking so that all will be able to understand what the Lord would have for us here in this gospel meeting. So, Lord, we look to thee and pray that thou would help us, that thou would bless us, Lord, that thou would do our souls good, that thou would save the unsaved and bless thy people and bring glory to thy name through the word. For we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. As we come to this passage of Scripture, we can see that the purpose of Christ is stated very plainly in the first ten 
that we read together. There we read, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Here is the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is to seek and to save that which is lost. Now both of these incidents that we have here uh, 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 that precede this verse here are incidents that illustrate the truth of that text. These are incidents where we can see the Lord Jesus Christ seeking after lost sinners and seeking to save them. And both of these incidents here happened in and around the city of Jericho, both of them showing to us the very same th thing, that the Lord Jesus Christ saves sinners. And yet, when we look at these two incidents, and we look at these two men that were saved, we can see what a contrast there is between them. In the chapter 18, we have blind Bartimaeus. And in the chapter 19, we've been reading here of this man, Zacchaeus. Now, while both of these men were near to Jerusalem, yet they were found at opposite sides of the city of Jericho. The one was sitting on the lowly wayside, the other was perched up a tree, the one was poor, the other was rich, the one sought Jesus for mercy, the other was seeking Jesus out of curiosity. But the lesson that we have here is that Christ seeks and saves the lost, even to the extremes of society. I want to look tonight just for a little while at this man, Zacchaeus. And as we look at this man, I want us to notice here his need of Christ. His need of Christ is found there in that verse 7 because we read of him that he is a sinner. We're reading here that he, that Jesus was going to be guest with this man, this man who was a sinner. And so there his need is brought before us. It can be easily summarized in those few words. He was a sinner. Now Zacchaeus was a sinner in spite of his name. There is no doubt that he was the beloved son of good parents. In all probability his parents were devout Jews. They most certainly were religious people. They were no strangers to the word of God. And what hopes they had for their son. And their hopes for their son is expressed in the name that they gave to him. They called their boy Zacchaeus. And the name Zacchaeus means pure. It means just. Or it means one that has been, one that is justified. What was their heart's desire for their son? It was that he should be a holy man that he should be pure. It was that he should be a justified man, just before God, a man who was right with God. And so they gave to him this good name. And yet here he was caught up in a business that gave opportunity uh, for great sin. And according to the first two, he was the chief in that business. He was a sinner in spite of his parents' hopes. Maybe people here tonight 
in this uh, room we have those uh, who are yet unsaved. And the same could be said about you. Maybe your uh, parents had a heart's desire for you. And that heart's desire was that you should be saved. That you should be right with God. That you should be ready for heaven. And yet you're found here in this meeting still in spite of your parents' hopes. You're still a sinner. People, here's a man who was a sinner in spite of his parents' hopes. In spite of the good name that he had. Good reputation perhaps. Certainly as far as those who were his uh, companions in the employment. They regarded him as being the chief amongst them. Maybe you have a good name, a good reputation. We read over in uh, the Revelation, the third chapter, in the opening verse there, uh, of those uh, who have a good name. Uh, the name that they live. But the Bible tells us that though they had a good name, they had a name that they lived, yet they were dead. Perhaps it is the case tonight that you have a good name. You have the reputation even of being a Christian. Maybe it is that there are those who look at you, regard you, your neighbours, uh, and your, those of your acquaintances. And uh, when they look at you, uh, they see those outward things that would give the impression uh, of being a Christian. And yet at the very same time, you're dead in trespasses and sin. So it was here with this man uh, before us. Zacchaeus was a sinner. And he was a sinner in spite of his riches. Because we read in the first two there that he was rich. And people, wealth or poverty doesn't make a man to be saved. We have an example of that in Mark 10 where we have the rich young ruler. And that young man wasn't saved. And again we find in Luke in the chapter 16 there, we have the rich man. And that rich man in Luke 16 wasn't a saved man because we read that he died and he opened up his eyes in hell being in torment. Salvation cannot be bought. Salvation is not achieved uh, by riches. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 55 in the opening verse there, it tells us that it is without money and without price. And dear people, here we have the whole substance of it. Salvation is not to be bought. It is without money. It is without price. It is not by works. It is not by personal merit. Salvation is by the grace of God. It is by grace that we are saved through faith. And that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. It brings us to the very cross work of Christ. It brings us to the atoning work of Christ on the cross. It brings us to the precious blood that he shed. People, there is salvation there. Salvation found in Christ and through his atoning work found nowhere else. It is by the sinner recognizing himself to be a sinner and unworthy. 
looking to the Lord Jesus Christ and seeing that the atoning death of Christ avails for sinners. And that sinner taking his place before the Lord and looking to the Lord for salvation, calling upon the Lord to save him, putting his thrust in Christ and his finished work so that he might have his sins to be cleansed away by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a man, and we can see that he was a sinner in spite of his parents' hopes for him. He was a sinner in spite of the good name that was given to him. He was a sinner in spite of the fact that he was a wealthy man. He was a sinner in spite of his position. He was chief among the publicans. They looked up to him. They regarded him as someone who was of some importance. This man was a sinner then. No matter about his background, his name, the hopes of his parents, his wealth, his position, he was a sinner and he needed Christ. He was a sinner, my friend, who needed to be saved. And in this meeting tonight, perhaps it is that there is a sinner who needs to be saved. There's a man or a woman or a young person and here you are and many of the things that could be said about Zacchaeus could be said about you. But the fact of it all is this, you are still an unsaved sinner. When I look at this man, I see here uh, not only his need of Christ, I see his determination to see Christ. If you look at the third verse there of that chapter 19, and he sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. Out of curiosity, he wanted to see Christ. No doubt he had heard about Christ. He had heard about the things that he had said. He had heard about the things that he had done. And he was determined to see him. But there were two things against him. The crowd of people that were gathered and the fact that he was very small. But he was still determined to see the Lord. And people, here is something that we can recognize. Because of the people, the people were a hindrance to him seeing Christ. People can hinder the sinner from seeing Christ. Friends and companions may well discourage you from looking on to the Lord uh, for salvation. Their words may even intimidate the sinner. And yet this man, he was determined. We read here that he ran on before and he, he climbed up into a sycamore tree. Can you imagine a man of his position, the chief among the tax collectors, and yet here's a man and he's running and he comes to a tree and he starts to climb it. Uh, this wouldn't have been any good for his reputation, I, I would expect. But he was determined that come what may, no one was going to hinder him from seeing Christ. People, we would apply it just by simply saying this, let nothing or no one hinder you from coming to Christ. Maybe it is tonight that there are those when you think about getting saved, you think about 
uh, others and about what they will say and what they would do, there would be a hindrance to you. Maybe even tonight you look at others who profess salvation and you look at them and you say, well, if they are saved, uh, I doubt whether or not I want to be like them. Maybe it is tonight that there are those round and about and for whatever reason, when you look at them and think about them and consider them, they're a hindrance to you coming to Christ. My dear friend, oh, that you might have a determination like this man, that you might take your eyes off the people, that you might look to the Lord Jesus Christ. If there are faults in other professing Christians, there are no faults to be found in Christ. He is the sinless Son of God. No fault to be found in him. Oh, look away to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Take your eyes of all else. Uh, block your ears to everything that others would say. And come to the Lord Jesus Christ and seek him. Then, of course, we have here is meeting with Christ in that first five that we read together. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Here's the meeting. It was personal and, and pointed, and it was powerful. Jesus looked at him personally, not at another. We find that when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him. Jesus saw him. He looked at this man personally. And he spoke to him personally. He spoke to him by name. Because we read there that he saw him and he said unto him, Zacchaeus. Here's this personal meeting with the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ speaking personally to him. And he spoke with authority. It was a command that he gave to him. And yet, as we read this command, we can see there was warmth and there was love in his voice. The words of Christ revealed his knowledge of Zacchaeus. He knew who he was. He knew his very name. He knew where he was. He was hiding up the tree. He knew what he was. He knew that he was a sinner. And his words revealed his purpose for Zacchaeus. It was that he might abide in the house of this man. And so today it is, people, that this point can be applied. Dear unsaved, let it be applied powerfully to your heart even tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel meeting would speak with you personally, individually. Oh, it's not a word for a person sitting next to you. It's not a word for someone else. Let it be that the Lord is speaking tonight to you personally. And he's speaking with authority. Because when the Lord speaks to sinners, it is with authority we read in God's word. In Acts 17, the first 30 there, God commands all men everywhere to repent. It is the command of God tonight that you should repent of your sin, turn away from your sin, and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Just like it was with Zacchaeus, the Lord knows all about you. 
He knows your name. He knows every detail about you and your life. He, he knows your heart. We read over there in Mark in the third chapter in the first five. The Pharisees are speaking about Christ among themselves. Uh, and they're speaking in a disrespectful way about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read in that verse 5 that Jesus was grieved because he saw the hardness of their heart. He knew that these men had hard hearts, hearts that were hardened against the gospel, that were hardened against Christ. We read something similar there in Matthew and the chapter 12 and the verse 24 and 25. And there we have the Pharisees again. And the Lord is speaking to them. And he says something to them there that he knew their thoughts. <clears throat> Not only did he know the words that they were saying, he knew the very thoughts of their hearts. He knew the sin that was within their hearts. And dear unsaved one tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ knows all about you. Every detail of your life every sin that you have committed, and yet tonight he commands you to make haste and to be saved. And he reveals the purpose that he wants for your life. It is, my friend, that he should abide with you, that you might know him in your life, that you might have his presence with you every day of your life. That's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to save you. He wants to make you ready for heaven. And he wants to be with you and to walk with you and have you walking with him every day of his life. But we look again at this passage of scripture and we can see his response to Christ in the first six. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. He received Christ in obedience to his call. He received Christ. John the chapter 1, the first 12, we read, uh, To uh, as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. To those that receive Christ, they're brought into the family of God. They're made to be the very children of God. To those that believe on his name. Here's a man. In obedience to the gospel call from Christ, he obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. He received Christ to be his saviour. Look at it. He received Christ immediately. We read there he made haste. The Lord spoke to him and he made haste immediately. My friend, is not what the scripture would teach us. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now, today, is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. The Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel calls sinners to himself. He calls you personally, dear unsaved. And he would want that you should make haste and come to him. Because now is the accepted time, not tomorrow. You don't know whether you will be in a situation where you will ever hear the gospel call again. But the Lord would call you tonight. Here's a man, and he received Christ immediately. He received Christ humbly. We read he came down. He was high up in the tree. He came down. And there's a sense here where we can see the humility of this man coming down 
as it was to the feet of Jesus, he came down. Maybe it is that pride has been a great deal responsible for the fact that you're not saved. Maybe you have difficulty in acknowledging and admitting that you are a sinner, that you need to be saved. Maybe in the pride of your heart you see yourself as being worthy of heaven. Maybe it is, my friend, that pride has been ruling your heart and when you heard the gospel call in days gone by, pride has risen up and you have said, I have no need of Christ. But you need, my friend, to come down. You need to come down from that high horse of pride, down to the feet of Jesus and acknowledge yourself to be, in, to be a sinner in need of being saved. Oh, that tonight you might make haste and come down. And then we see he received him joyfully. He received him joyfully. What a joy there was within the heart of Zacchaeus. He recognized in all of this the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. That love is seen in the fact that the Lord was seeking for him to save him. What love was to be seen there. Here is this man an unworthy sinner. And yet the Lord Jesus Christ had determined to seek him out and to save him. Is that not love? Zacchaeus deserved eternal damnation in hell because he was a sinner. But Christ loved him. And Christ went after him. And he sought for him. And he saw where he was. He went to the very place that he was. And he said, Zacchaeus, I want to abide at your house today. Dear men and women tonight, here is the love of Christ. And here is the love of God. The fact that you have been spurred to this moment in time. The fact that you're found in another gospel meeting. The fact that you're able to hear and understand again that the Lord Jesus Christ in his love for sinners purchased salvation on Calvary's three and would seek sinners out personally even in a gospel meeting such as this and call them to himself for salvation. We can see that he recognized the desire of Christ to abide with him. O oh, sinner, do you see tonight why Christ calls you? It is to save you and your family. This man brought Christ with him into his home. What a blessing that was for that man and his family. To bring Christ with him into his home. And what a joy and a blessing that would be tonight. For you dear unsaved and your loved ones. If you take Christ to be your saviour. And bring Christ home with you. What a difference it will make to the home. What a difference it will make to the family. And to your friends. But look again and we can see here the proof of his salvation. He was really saved. Look at the first eight. We read, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord. Here's a man, he took his stand with Christ. He confessed him openly and publicly before all. Remember, that would have been a difficulty for this man. 
but by the grace of God he prevailed. Here's a man, he knew the working of God with his heart. He received Christ and immediately he took a stand and he acknowledged Christ to be the Lord and to be his Lord. He confessed him openly and he confessed him publicly before all. And there was a total change in his life and his priorities. You see, before, riches were everything, and Christ was nothing. But now riches are nothing, and Christ is everything. There's a newfound joy. There's new life. There's new desires. There's new satisfaction. That's all to be found in the saving of a soul. When a man comes to Christ and receives him as his saviour, he becomes a new creature, the Bible says. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And so it was for Zacchaeus. And so it will be for you, dear soul, here tonight without the Saviour. Christ seeks the sinner. He calls you to himself in the gospel. He calls you to save you. He calls you so that you might have his presence with you. But just one last wee point in closing. We read there in the first four that little phrase at the end of the first. For he was to pass that way. The Lord Jesus Christ was passing that way. Here was this man's opportunity to come to Christ. Jesus was passing this way. My friend, Jesus is passing this way tonight in the gospel meeting. Where the gospel is preached and the offer of salvation is made in the gospel, I tell you this, Jesus is passing this way. We don't know how many more times it will be that Jesus will pass your way. Certainly as far as Jericho was concerned, Jesus didn't pass this particular route again. Here was the opportunity for Zacchaeus. Jesus was passing this way. He was told that. He knew that. He understood that here is an opportunity. I might never have an opportunity like this again. And my friend, who knows? But you may not have an opportunity like this again to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is passing this way as far as uh, your meeting hall, meeting house is concerned. There's an opportunity to come to Christ. My friend, I would say to you tonight, oh, take that opportunity. Verse 10 tells us, as we read at the beginning, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the purpose of Christ. That's the purpose of him coming into the world. That's the purpose of him going to the cross. That's the purpose that he has in speaking to you personally tonight in the gospel, that he might save you for your lost, lost in sin, and if you will not come to Christ, 
you will be lost for all eternity in the pit of hell. Oh, that you would come to the Saviour, that you might make no delay. Here in his word, he has shown us the way. My dear friend, that you might come to Christ tonight and put your trust in him.